Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning into the IME Podcast. My name is Dominic Kilworth, athlete, personal trainer, business owner, and personal development enthusiast. I'm joined alongside with Jackson Tippett, who is also a personal trainer, influencer, and fitness model. Together, we are your host of this podcast, where with each episode, we'll bring you an inspiring message or person to help you live your best life. Thank you for spending some time with us today. Now, let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the IME podcast. Um, today we have on board a friend of mine from Melbourne that um, I've been intrigued by uh, with her story that she's going to fill you all in, uh, in with today. Uh, it's a bit of a background story on um, kind of an eating disorder and then I want to touch base with her on her fitness journey and how she did it all um, being a, mo- a mother uh, too. So... Um, today we have on board Latoya um, from Melbourne. Um, welcome aboard, Latoya. Thank you. Thanks for having me. How's it all down there with the lockdown at the moment? Oh goodness, <laughs> it's um, we're doing okay. It's different, very different way of life, but uh, we're all getting through this in our own personal ways, I guess. So hopefully, not too much longer. Yeah. What's your verdict? When do you think it'll be over? Oh God. Well, apparently. Um, Dan Andrews is announcing some changes on Sunday. So I'm hearing rumours that maybe by the end of this month, stage four will finish. So I'm hoping early October will be some kind of back to some kind of normal, maybe. Fingers crossed, because that's when you were meant to be doing your show up here. Yes, that's right. October 3rd. That was the, yeah. Mm, It's crazy. Yeah, I can't believe it, actually. I was actually, I was prepping for May. Um, oh, you were prepping for yeah, May. Yeah, I was prepping for May. And then obviously COVID happened. And um, uh, then I thought, okay, let's do October when they announced that. And then, yeah, we found out, I think, yeah. that's a few weeks ago that, yeah, everything would be cancelled this year, which, you know, we, we thought would happen given what's going on. Yeah, hopefully they go ahead with the shows next year. Yeah, hoping so. Right. It would be nice, but I guess we have to wait and see. It's a, so much is so still up in the air, and I think that's what's hard for everyone to not knowing the unknown. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is yeah. unknown. Yeah. At least we don't have it up here, but you know, when it was yeah. in lockdown, I it was terrible. So yeah. I know what you're going through. <laughs> yeah, it's not fun. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely keen for the audience to uh, get a bit of an insight into your story. But first of all, sure, could sure. you tell them a little bit about yourself and just a bit of a background? Sure. So um, I am a mother of two. Um, I have two girls, uh, five and three. Um, I am. Oh, I do uh, WBFF bodybuilding. Um, I own my own business, um, and yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much it. Yeah. What um? Do you want to tell everyone about your business that you've just um opened up or started? Yeah, sure. Well, we started December nineteen, so that was um. It's been my baby since then. Uh, obviously, with COVID, I've only been able to work for three months of this year, which is crazy. But um, we hit the re- the ground running, and um, I uh, it's sculpting and wellness by Latoya. So um, it's uh, treatments like fat cavitation, body sculpting, uh, cellulite treatment, lymphatic flow, and radio frequency skin tightening. And how's it all going? Well, it was going really well. I was looking at opening up a, sh- a store and getting someone else in and buying another machine. But um, obviously with COVID, 
Uh, we've had to like pull right back and um, I haven't been able to work or make an income for over six months now. So, um, yeah, just waiting to hear what's going on and and um, go from there. But uh, while I was working, it was amazing. I was treating a lot of athletes, uh, a lot of mums, a lot of different men and women of, you know, all different body shapes and sizes. And I loved it. Absolutely love it. Yeah, it must be a very uh, rewarding job seeing like the animation yeah. kind of thing. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Well, let's pray you can get back into it Thank soon. Thank you. Yeah, hoping too soon. <laughs> yeah. So I actually watched your, I think it was your last comp where you came second in the WBFF. Yes. I think you could have taken first, but you know, there's <laughs> always... No, you know well... what I mean? <laughs> Thank you. I have a fan. I love it. No, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Look, I think everyone that goes into a competition who is an athlete wants to win. So, you know, that I am an athlete and I've been an athlete since I was eight years old because my background is swimming. So I have been competing since then. Um, so, yeah, obviously, naturally, an athlete wants to win. You train hard and you go through all of this training and, and diet and prep to win. So, I mean, I was wrapped to come second. It was amazing. Um, I was very happy, but always, there's always, you know, room for improvement and to work. And, um, yeah, I was hoping to go one better in May. <laughs> yeah. Well, you next time you come around, hopefully we'll get the pro card. That's I know you just touched base quickly on that, but, like, what actually – what was the reason you got started into fitness? Uh, well, I have a, as I said before, I was a swimmer for over 12 years, um, so I've always done something. Um, swimming was my main priority back when I was younger, going through school and high school. Um, and then I kind of like retired uh, with that and took a break. Um, so it's, I guess it's in my blood, I would say. It's, I've kind of always known to do something, some kind of sport and be competitive and where I guess when you grow up being competitive and having sport, you're always craving to do the next thing or to achieve something better or to be a better version of yourself. Yeah, um, so yeah, I, I, when I got into bodybuilding, I thought that would be the perfect opportunity to, you know, for your mind, body, I guess, and soul to really push yourself um, and achieve really good things, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. And I know we just touched base on this too quickly, but what is like your end goal? Do you want to tell the audience? Uh, yeah, well, with bodybuilding, obviously um, my end goal is to uh, get my pro card. I guess that's what every uh, amateur athlete strives for. Um, and once I get that to uh, compete on a world stage with the WBFF. Yeah, that would be amazing. You can definitely do it. Only well, one, yeah, once I, absolutely. <laughs> I think anyone can do it if you put your mind to yeah. it. Um, absolutely. I'm a big believer on that. And uh, if anyone has the mindset, um, you know, and the support, go for it. Anyone can 100%. achieve it. Yeah, yeah. I, I fully believe in that. Yeah. Now, not many people will probably know one. I don't know. Nobody knows this. But um, you told me this a while back, and this is why I wanted to mainly get you on the podcast, is you used to have bulimia and... Yeah, it's a pretty big thing to overcome. Um, yeah. Do you just want to fill the audience in a bit on how this all started out? Sure. Well, um, when I took the break from swimming, there was obviously a, a void there that I needed to fill and I wanted to do something. Um, and I was looking at all different kinds of sports that I thought I would be good at. And one of them that I tried and loved and didn't really look back was, was, uh, was Taekwondo. Obviously, me being me and competitive, I wanted to compete. So I worked my way up to a level where I could compete. 
Um, but it opens up a whole new world for me um, where we had to weigh in before our fights. I was short, so I had to be a certain weight. So my coach said to be quite uh, competitive. Um, and that's where it all kind of started for me. And never have I really looked um, at my body or myself beforehand that I needed to look a certain way because I was always athletic with swimming and food was quite important um, with swimming. Um as it is for any athlete, but I just never had the education, I guess, or the mentor to point me in the right direction. And um, yeah, it led me down a pretty dark path with bulimia, um, binge eating and bulimia. And it was, it was very lonely, a very lonely path, which lasted around a year, just under a year. Um, yeah, I, I was quite unwell uh, physically and mentally, and I was still training and competing. Um so, yeah, it, it did get a little bit out of hand and no one knew. I didn't tell anybody. It was all on me and um, only I was dealing with it. Um, and I was around 18, 19 years old. Yeah, that's crazy. But, um, yeah. you know, in a short term, to see how far you've come and, to, you know, look at you now and where you're at, it's pretty incredible. So, thank yeah, you. I think it's um, something for everyone to take on board as a bit of a, you know, motivation but um, Thank you. <laughs> do you want to fill everyone in, like, because I don't really know, but how did you overcome this, like, at the lowest point of your time when you had it, um, to seeing you now and placing second at WBFF um, while having a family? Like, how did you overcome that and rise above it all? Well, um, I think there was, going back to my swimming days, we had a lot of different coaches and motivational coaches, and I think I just had to learn to have self-worth and believe in myself um and I had to show myself that what I was doing wasn't right and it wasn't natural and it wasn't healthy so I had to really talk to myself constantly and uh, you know give myself um advice um and I I was like you know not even knowing that I was giving myself the right advice but I knew that I had to get better and getting better wasn't doing what I was doing so um I started you know just looking at self self-help books and motivational books and watching motivational biographies and um yeah one day I just woke up and I said enough's enough I'm not going to do this to my body anymore I am stronger than this and I deserve better yeah that's incredible um there's so many people out there with the condition that can never actually no. overcome that it's actually um, quite scary it. Yeah, it's I, like I, I hear it quite often. Same with, yep. you know, anorexia. Absolutely. And um, it's, yeah, I, like I've even got into, you know, uh, kind of that mm-hmm. mindset before. Like it's very hard when you, you know, you want to look a certain way and then food affects you differently. And it's, um yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's when you're actually in that moment, you don't know it. But as you said, like once you're out of it, yeah. it's like, wow, absolutely. what was I Absolutely, absolutely. And I think a, a really... Yeah. um because I went through it alone and I don't know if you did as well, but I think a really um, important part for the younger generation and anyone suffering from this is to kind of link yourself with someone that you really trust and that can help you because support is also a really massive thing. And you, you think you're alone, but you're not. And some people are embarrassed to tell people or talk about it, which was probably my case. But there's nothing to be embarrassed about. People are always going to help you and want to support you no matter what. I love that. And, you know, that's um, something that 
I hope people can reach Absolutely. out to you if they have this problem yeah. and they're listening to this because um, I think everyone bottles it up and everyone bottles yeah, all their problems definitely. up in life. And that's why they never overcome yeah. them, in my opinion. And that's a big, that's pretty much the main reason why I'm doing this podcast is for all different problems and people and different stories that we can talk about it where people don't talk about it openly. And hopefully, it, um, you know, if it can even just help one person, that's pretty much the sole Absolutely. purpose of this. Yeah. So, yeah. If there is like one message out there, you can get to the world, the audience, um, whoever it may be, um, about eating disorder and a similar problem, is there anything you could give or spread to them that could maybe help them or give them some well, insight? Um, obviously, uh, talking to someone who is a professional psychologist, um, you know, just getting on. So is that, is that um, something you well, did? Well, I actually didn't, but not at that time because yep. I was quite young back then and I didn't really know, you know, who to turn to or, or things like that. But knowing now, I do have a really good friend who is a psychologist and we catch up informally when I need to chat to her and talk to her about certain things. Um, someone, she's very close to me and I love talking to her about uh, all different things. Uh, and, and it's very, it helps me a lot. Whereas someone would like to go to a psychologist um, because they don't know who they are. So they can tell them everything without this psychologist giving judgment on them. And that's what I think a lot of people may fear. Uh, telling someone who knows them quite well will judge them. Um, yeah, yeah, just opening 100%. up and, and, you know, being around supportive people if you, you don't want to go down that road, um, you know, and just talking about it and knowing that you won't be judged. And if people are judging you, they're not people that you want around you. Yeah, definitely, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, what do you think when you were in that position, did you know you were you had the disorder look, if that makes I didn't sense look at it as a disorder back then um obviously now I do god we're going back almost I'm 34 now and I'm yeah. around 18 19 years old <laughs> so you're really opening up <laughs> some um yeah. yeah old memories but no to be honest with you I, I didn't actually look at it back then as a disorder I as much as I'd hate to say it it was if I didn't do it I wouldn't make a weight and I wouldn't be able to compete so it's actually really quite unhealthy, isn't it? It wasn't really good for me mentally, no. But no, I didn't look at it as a disorder, yeah. no, not at the time. Because me now, I feel like with what you're doing now, you have the complete opposite mindset. So like you're kind of eating yeah. to get stronger and actually <laughs> build your metabolism yeah. and you look at food Absolutely. more as fuel now. And it's the best, like it's just <laughs> a whole 360. Like it's incredible. Instead of... yeah not wanting shape or a bum, which I never had. Like, I'm trying to grow it as much as I can now. <laughs> and it's just, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a crazy, crazy It's a whole crazy like, outlook and a whole crazy mindset, but it's, it, I'm so much better for it. If that makes sense. Like I just love it. I love building. I love growing. I love changing. And you can only do that with fueling your body with the right foods. Yeah. hundred percent. Like, and obviously we both know that in terms of like, yeah. I'm an online coach and you, mm -hmm. you're heavily into it. Like it's something that I find probably 95% of girls literally cannot actually do because they're afraid to put on maybe Absolutely. a tiny, you know, a percent yeah. or two of body fat, or they're afraid to just get that little bit thicker yeah. somewhere, but they will, it, it will benefit Absolutely. them. Like, how do you I overcome mean, look, that? I'm not going to lie. It, it, it's, it's hard to be 
very, very lean. I was 6.2% body fat when I hit the stage in October for figure. I was lean. I've never been that lean in my life. And as soon as you walk off stage, you need to eat. You need to fuel your body again. So, of course, the the, the weight is going to creep back on, but it's it's good weight. You can't sustain that body fat for your whole life. It's just not normal. It's not natural and you need to eat to grow. So I knew I needed to improve on certain parts of my body. So in order to do that, I needed to eat to build muscle in certain areas and grow. And I sit anywhere between 8 and 12 kilos from stage weight in my bulk off-season. So, I mean, I couldn't physically sit 3 or 4 kilos off my stage weight. I just couldn't do it. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. So do you – it's kind of hard to explain, but do you – do you feel better like as in like – health-wise because of this or like actually putting on size yeah, well, and eating like eating to nourish your yeah, body absolutely. if that makes I mean, sense it, does play, it used to play with my mind when I first started because again you're, you're quite little and lean and then you know knowing that you have to you kind of have to train your body as well and your mind um to know that uh, you have to look at the end goal and to know that it's worth it and it's better and I mean I love eating and I love food so I can't deprive myself I mean I do it bad bad enough in a prep so I make up for it after it that's for sure (laughs) but again my my body's still healthy and strong and uh, and fit athletic looking so yeah I mean it it does get mentally hard and um, I wouldn't want anyone to compete just to get that that lean and think that that's what it's all about because it's not it's it's such a massive mind game and and body you know you're putting your mind and body through so much and it's not just about getting up on stage like it's a journey and you have to love what you're doing yeah definitely when you were restricting your eating were you also one of those uh people that were heavily into your cardio or was it not no like that? not when i'm through a prep i um i don't i pick up the no 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 oh, back to your bulimia oh, yes, stage yes. Were you like excessive cardio? I need to lose weight, weight, yeah, everything like that. Yeah, definitely lots of cardio. With Taekwondo, it's pretty much all cardio-based training. Um, not really. Well, I didn't really lift mu- uh, many much weight at all. So, um, it was physically, yeah, based on cardio training. Yeah, and was that because you were scared that the the weight training would put on added size, or it was more just to burn Back extra calories? Back at that calories. time, yeah, weights, weight training wasn't really a thing for me. It's not, it's not something I really ever thought about. I did do it when I was swimming, um, but with the different sport, I needed to be lighter and lighter on my feet and, and leaner, I guess, so I didn't really look at weight training at all as a form of training. Yeah, it's very interesting how you go from one extreme to the other and then... <laughs> It's just, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. But, um, you know, I think a lot of people do go from one extreme to the other in many situations. Yeah. And it's just good to hear their journey along the stage. So, like, the yeah. ride of it. What's it like prepping for a WBFF show, you know, with a family, with kids, with a full-time job? Like, it must be pretty hectic. It's, How do you deal with it all? It's not um, easy. Uh, I do have my moments. Um but I do it because it's something that I choose to do. And if I wake up one morning and 
I'm not in a really good mood. I have some affirmations that I write down and, and manifest and I read every single morning. And I always remind myself, like, I choose to do this. No one is making me do this. So at any point in time, I can stop. Um, but I love it. It's a journey and I enjoy yeah. it. Yeah, I and like I have that. the full support of my husband and my daughters absolutely love what I do. They're in the gym with me as I have a home gym. Um, but, yeah, like it, I train early in the morning so I'm home with my family all the time. I don't – I wanted to make sure that they knew they were a priority and that's something that a lot of athletes, I guess, who have families need to make sure that they balance because my family comes first and that's – that's without doubt, hands down, like they are first. So I'll make that sacrifice of losing sleep to get up early to train so I'm home before they wake up. Or, yeah. or when I, I like that. Yeah, and that's oh, very important. Um, and for me, I don't have that guilt feeling either that I'm doing something and taking away from them either. They still do their swimming. They go to school. They do their sports outside. And I make sure that I'm there for them 100%. And then I come second. <laughs> Yeah, I think with a lot of people's preps, um, not yours, but a lot of others, they tend to disregard their relationship, their partner, their family, just so they can, you know, focus on getting lean and getting that yep. end trophy, which is fine. But you have to, I think what you're saying is do the same thing, but put the family first. And then if you still want to compete, you have to go out of your way to be organized, make time, and then, you know, go do your session, your cardio, all of that outside of the family time. Yeah, like absolutely. The first. It, it, it's if so I couldn't. I find a lot of yeah, people. Yeah, no, do and the you're right. And though. I have seen it and I have like, heard it. Um, and I have heard people say yeah. it's a very selfish sport and it can be. Uh, I'm not going to deny that. But um, I think if you yeah. can't balance your life, it's what's the point of doing it, really? Life is to be lived. So you just think it comes down to like time um, preparation? Yeah. I mean, I and, look yeah. in a way, I think people choose to be selfish um, and you can choose not to be selfish and you've always got an option. There's always a choice. It's just how you mm. use that. Um, so I always make sure that everything is in check before I know that I can fully commit to myself and my competition Um you know, and my family are looked after and happy and healthy and are doing everything they need to do as well. Yeah, awesome. How do you deal with uh, cravings with a family with, like, yeah. obviously your husband <laughs> probably doesn't eat everything time. you eat? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, I'm guessing your husband no. doesn't eat what, you know, your, um, no. your comprate meal is. So is it separate yeah, dinner for it all is. three? It, it actually is. It I mean, I through a prep, yeah. I prep my food on a Sunday usually. So my meals are already done, which helps tremendously. Um, and then it's all for the whole week. For the whole yep. week. Um, snacks as well. Okay. Everything's prepped. Um, I cook my husband's meals and my daughter's meals. And they they eat differently again because my girls are still quite young. Um, so, yeah, I'm constantly in the kitchen. I'm always cooking. But again, it comes down to my priority. <laughs> I choose to do what I do. I can yeah. have the pasta meal with my husband if I wanted to, but when I sit down and, and I say, no, I'm going to do this prep, this is what I'm doing, this is what I need to do to get to where I have to be, that's it. It's, it's the way it is. And I don't complain and I do it. It's just the way it is. Um, when you have an end goal, I think yeah. it, it can be a lot easier. 
Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Like if you're doing it for kind of nothing, yeah, then, do you know what I mean? A little bit hard. That's right. And, and I mean, I can't allow my family to miss out because what I choose to do either, and that just won't happen. I think it's a good message for everyone to listen to that you know, you know, you got to not be selfish. Um, even though it is a selfish sport, yeah. we know well, that. Not, yeah, and you That's know, right. you, yeah, well, yeah, like in a way, and you also got to. I think put your family or your relationship or your partner first, even though, you know, there is going to be a lot of time where you're going to have to focus on yourself, train, cardio, and seclude yourself from um, certain yeah. foods. So, but, you know, as I sing, like what I'm trying to get out of this and I think I've got out of this, it's all about kind of Absolutely. like balance. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And, and having a supportive um, because I do know there are some, some people yeah. out there that don't have supportive partners, which make it a lot harder as well. Um. So, yeah, you just have to sit down with them before you decide to do a competition or a, a prep or anything and, you know, say this is what I want to do and I need your support and I need you to back me. And there's going to be days or weeks where it's going to get tough, but we're in this together kind of thing and your partner needs to put their hands up as well and say, yep, I'm behind you. I am with you because I love you or I want to be with you and I'm here to support you. So it, it, it works both ways as yeah, well. that's so true. Yeah, that's so true. With anything Absolutely. in life, though, you know, Absolutely. work, um, everything. Yeah. So I think a supportive partner or family is probably one of the biggest aspects to, you know, being successful. Definitely. Through um, we're going to wrap it up there. Um, I do want to get you back on for another episode, but I just want to keep sure. it short and sharp. Um, and I want to dig a little bit more into, you know, the actual bulimia next time. But I just want to keep it short, uh, let the audience know a bit about it. Uh, let them know that they can reach Absolutely. out to you and some other things you've um, stated through the podcast, um, you know, like maybe seeing a professional um, and stuff like that and actually looking at food yep. as fuel, not Absolutely. as like the enemy. I think that's a big thing because food is not an no, enemy. No, you know it just what I mean? has to be consumed um, properly, you know, and yeah. Yeah, that's and in right. the right amount. Absolutely. Um, and that's the same with I'm a big believer in that with different foods too like obviously you know there's the clean eating and the the flexible dieting but as we know if you if you eat a, a so-called clean food in a mm -hmm. huge amount it is going to put on That's right. excess fat yes definitely so you got to be careful in both yeah, ways definitely. you know what i mean like you can't just over consume as much healthy no, food as you want no, if that makes that's sense right. and a lot of people think you can no, but you no. can't <laughs> so that's the issue and that's the same with, you know, the, the foods that are tempting. You can still Absolutely. have them in moderation, but it's when you overeat them, that's when it becomes a, that's a right. bad habit. Yeah. Um, I just want to um, thank you for coming on board, but I just want to let um, everyone know, could you just let them know what your um, new business oh, account yeah, is thank and your you. Instagram um, and any way that they can yeah, reach so, out to um, you. Yeah, so if anyone um, wants to reach out to with... me on Instagram, it's at Latoya Caruso underscore. Uh, and my business page on Instagram is at Sculpting and Wellness by Latoya. Okay, awesome. And you're still um, you're still open like now? Or no, well, been, I, like, no, with not this with COVID? COVID. I had to stop working in March. So I haven't worked for over six months now. So hoping, I know, hoping... Once the uh, the premier um, announces uh, like a different kind of restrictions on Sunday, I should kind of know where I'm at after that. But until then, yeah, I haven't been able to work, unfortunately. 
mm, yeah. stay put, everyone. <laughs> and um, yeah, if you oh, could absolutely. let everyone know when you are back up and running. Um, and then with like questions that are you more than oh, happy always. for the audience to reach out to you if someone absolutely. was going I'm through a similar here. similar problem? Yeah, I think it's been a great help. And, you know, you're such a um, kind person that's always trying to give back. Um, and I think it's a Thank great you. story that you've just told. So I really Thanks appreciate you me. coming on board. And, yeah, as I said, I hope someone just gets a little bit of insight out of this. And me too. Me too. A main um, priority Absolutely. of this. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So that's um, episode 41, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed it. And um, stay Thank tuned you. for the next Bye. one. Thanks, Latoya.